For a lucky few of us, fantasy football draft season is upon us, and the Ruts boys are hearing that from our listeners and from our hosts. So it's about time that we do another mock draft episode. We're going to be doing a full point PPR mock draft, and we're going to be catching you up on all of the preseason action and news from week one of the preseason. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. And with a special announcement, Tom Hilliard. Hey, everybody. And uh, Hills I'm Willing to Die on article, if that's what you're alluding to, is available. Hey, congratulations, Tom. For your viewing pleasure. A labor of love for sure for Tom. So you're not going to be a father? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I could. I should have thrown in a different announcement. There. You're right. But it's good. I read it. It's online now. But obviously, so you all can read it. But you know, it's like, it's yeah. got that classic Tom Flair. Oh yeah, and it it has the the paragraph about Lamar Jackson. I won't give anything away, <laughs> but it's beauty. It really is. It could I be, read it, and it just a tear came down. It could be a top five fantasy football paragraph of the year. <laughs> hey Already. man, that's you what know. Lamar Jackson can do for your team. Yeah. That's what he can do for your article. Oh yeah. Tom wouldn't speak so highly of him at literally any opportunity he gets if he didn't believe it. It's funny. Our cousin texts us like every week and is yeah. like, I'm so in on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like every week he's like, you guys got me so in on I'm him. I'm converting people left and right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. There's no reason to be afraid of him. Of the drafts. You're that his I, first disciple. Of the, <laughs> of the drafts that I know that have already taken place, people are telling me already. Or people are showing me already. Where he's they've going. they got Lamar Jackson. Oh, or no, yeah. they took him. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Tom, you uh, were mentioning to the, us to this off air. Your first draft is this weekend. This weekend. So, you know, this is a hard pumping fast this already. Is the first Ruts boy draft of the year. So, how are you feeling? Like, are you re- are you ready for draft season to begin? Is it you know is it settling in in your mind already, or like how are you preparing? Like, I'm ready. Take us through it. Unlike this draft, where we're right in the in the thick of the beginning prime. Beautiful, no-brainer picks. Right. I am a little bit back in the weeds. Yeah, so, that's the fun part for us, though. No, right? Yeah, and I've got, I've got some plans. Oh, you know? I and, can't wait to hear. And the, and the rumors are that Gurley is going to be respected. Good. So okay. that actually gives me buffer in what you would expect the plan to be. Right. Yeah, like, it gives so you a little leeway, case, actually. Yeah, yeah. So if that is true, then my worst case scenario is easy because I've prepared for it. Right. With like. You know, these softwares where girl is going like 11, let's say. So I'm picking eight of 12 and a standard. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I really like that. You know, it, it doesn't seem appealing, but I have picked nine in a 12-man league. It's full PPR, so our draft strategy is vastly different. But still, I really like the range, uh, and I like how those picks are close enough together that you could really get some studs, and especially yeah. those first four rounds. You come out of those first four feeling confident as hell back there. I yeah. think the key is uh, round three. Yeah, nailing that third-round pick. Yeah, I think that it, you can accidentally – Really step in some some beautiful stuff. You really yeah. could it, like, and it seems like every year like a third round or fringe third round pick like explodes, and that's the and guy who probably wins. Yeah, and it's also like this year I feel like that that those three, four, five, even six are there's no dead spot like there used to be where I would yeah. feel like I, well oh crap I, you know what's what's really the case here what should I really reach down for I'm a, I'm a big fan of like reaching down around pick five 
But in this year, it's it's flush with talent, flushed yeah. with talent, whatever the expression truly is. And I'm ready to uh, take advantage of some of those picks. And the thing to remember is, like, there was a fantasy football scoring surge last year. Like, if you look at the numbers, oh, just yeah. the total raw points scored. Like, players were just scoring more points now that the NFL seems to want to make every rule change to give the offense more firepower. And that's yep. how you end up with a 54-51 game between the Chiefs and the Rams last year. But... You know that that's something that we as fantasy players like we want to see, and and so the Rams Vikings you know, it game gives you that confidence that you're going to nail that third round pick because there's so many guys, especially this year, I feel like who are getting drafted in the third or even fourth rounds who are just going to score like to me 200 feels, points. To easy. me, it feels like you can't miss in the third round, but there's definitely going to be those guys who are going to miss. Yeah. It feels like that now, yeah. but there's going to be guys who are going to miss. Sure. So I see exactly what Tom's saying, well, but like Leonard Fournette falling like past pick 25, that guy could be the difference right. in your league. Yeah. So, there's, there's certain guys that I'm, I'm really, 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 really wishing for. And I almost don't even want to say him today. Well, uh, uh, one yeah. guy who's going in the third round is a guy who's made all of the news for will, the last four I days. I will say them though. Obviously. Um, Antonio Brown. You know, he, yeah, he was the, even the, the helmet second, grievance really. has been settled. It happened. All of this happened between the time we posted our last episode and before we started today, which was kind of him to do. But uh, the issue with his feet, I guess, is just a kind of wait and see what happens kind it's, of deal. It's apparently better than it is worse. You know, it looks like he's going to be ready to practice. It looks like he might even be ready to play for week one. Um, Miracle. The crappy thing about that what is do you, do you don't that? necessarily know. And, you know, he has only one real practice to his name with the Raiders. And it was documented on Hard Knocks that his sons didn't even know who his quarterback was. <laughs> well, Debatable if he knew. Well, if I don't think I, you go home and say, hey, son, my quarterback is Derek such and Carr, such. Yeah. My tight end especially is when Darren you're Waller. An, especially when you're Antonio Brown. Fair. Yeah, you just... Where's Juju? I mean... <laughs> I, I need more news. Unfortunately, you know, so, Tom, this could be a guy who you could really take advantage of this weekend if he starts to, to slide in your drafts. It's crazy that, well, you know, drafting this early, yeah. you can put yourself in position with but guys like I this. I also and think Zeke that and, the, uh, the news today, as we record, is so positive that I don't think he really has to slip to the third round anymore. I think most people still put him as a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah. But you see what happens in these real drafts as opposed to mock drafts sometimes. You see an onus on running back. You see you know, less yeah. people. Especially for you ends. in a standard league. Yeah, and in this league I would consider it savvy. So it's you know there's a lot of that. The people yeah, who are right. waiting on tight end and things of that nature. Sure. Running backs are flying off the board in that one. Oh, yeah. Well, so we've got two running backs that are still holding out as of right now in Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon. And before we start our draft, since Ezekiel Elliott is one of the suggested players that we take with our pick, how are you guys looking at them? Are we still, you know, they're first round talents for sure, but I wasn't touching Melvin Gordon anyway. So yeah. it's kind of nice for me. I've been, I have been off him the whole, you know, the whole year leading up. So it's kind of an easy out for me to say, yeah, just keep not drafting Melvin Gordon. Like I have been, <laughs> but honestly, if I have picked four in a draft, I'm picking Zeke. If he's there, if I have picked three in a draft, I might even pick Zeke. I mean, I, I like Kamara and I mean, McCaffrey and Saquon more, but that's my next guy off the board. I'm not, I have no fear. I think they're going to get the deal done. You saw him run for like what? 30 yards this week <laughs> in their first preseason game uh pollard had like 15 rushing yards on like five carries i'm paying attention to that to see of course like, you know because it's going to open their eyes and realize they got to pay zeke or maybe they can let it ride right here in the preseason well, so it's important for, i think he gets the deal done for 
whatever it's worth, Dak Prescott is apparently holding out because he wants $40 million a year. Good luck. So it doesn't look like that deal is going to get done. So that gives them money to spend on Zeke right now yes. as opposed to spending money on Dak right now and then Zeke right now. What makes you think that it won't get done besides the fact he's not worth that? Uh, uh, do <laughs> I have to come up with that. another reason? Well, well I mean, that happens in the NFL all the time. No, so yeah. you really have to remove yeah. the fact that he's worth that or not. Yeah. Um, I think that it, it could be trouble. Um, I, I mean, mean it's, it's harder to find a replacement level quarterback. And I know that Dak has his own problems, but then it is to find a replacement level running back. And true. even Jerry Jones has said, you know, Pollard is a guy that we think could handle the load. And I think he says that to, you know, piss Zeke off a little bit yeah, at the sure. same time. It's but, all the only reason he says that. Of course. But, you know, that means, you know, I didn't waste as much fab as I thought if you were listening a couple, <laughs> yeah. a couple of seconds ago or a couple episodes ago. So, you know, he's securely on my roster. He's not. In, he's he not ain't going anywhere. Yeah. He, he ain't going so, anywhere. In my opinion, and also having, you know, every league I was in last year just dictated by Le'Veon Bell's decisions. Yeah, right. I'm scared. Yeah. And, I, and I'm usually the more risky guy here, right. but I'm a little scared to right. to put my money where my mouth is with Zeke and How about with Melvin? Picks. With Melvin Gordon, he's easier to ignore just based on where yep. he's going. Yeah. Um, but if you're in those top four picks, and especially if you got there by like some random circumstance, or even if you earned it, right, you feel more inclined that you have to make that great pick. Count. pick. Yeah, you have to make that big count. You don't want to take Can't any undeserved nothing. concessions along the way. You don't want no David Johnson. Right. But you know what? For me, I might take David Johnson right now ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. How about uh, Le'Veon? Um, depends on the format. In PPR, I think I would. I think if I was choosing between Zeke and Le'Veon right now, I'd take DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that's also a or Devontae Adams. Those okay. are fair. Those are You'd fair pivot. points. Yeah. But yeah. would you do that at four? Because that really feels like you're twisting the knife. In the damn, I earned pick four. By so, luck or circumstance, yeah. but now I'm getting who's ADP seven, eight. Yeah, I mean it's you know that's at, at the end of the day the you got to take the guys that you believe in and that you're gonna trust. And I think yeah, but in real drafts, trust I think is a bigger factor than it is in mock. Drafts. I think that's a smarter opinion than you've uh, displayed. In a long, long time, they're done. <laughs> People have been saying I'm having a down season, so that means a lot. Um, so, Tom, you're uh, you just you, haven't rounded in the midseason no, form yet. No, no. When, I've, when, I've rounded in other when ways. When me and Tom inevitably fade off, you'll be there to <laughs> pick us up. So, Tom, you're drafting in a standard league, so we figured to help you out, we do a PPR mock draft. So, uh, you're yeah. welcome. Well, if uh, we're but, getting into it, I mean, the choice to me is so obvious, and I've already yeah. got stats prepared. My phone is oh, timed yeah. out I like mean, three times while so, I'm trying. So we're doing a full point I PPR. I keep like touching the mouse. I know so the, the computer doesn't go timed black out. Again. This yeah. phone timed out. There was stuff to cover, man. Yeah. We had to get there. Uh, so we gave our, we gave ourselves pick two in a full point PPR mock. Saquon goes first. I think we're all about to say that we're going to take Christian McCaffrey. Well, what about you? I thought I thought Camaro was your guy. He's my guy, but I know what's I'm getting overruled here. Well, well, what's your case against McCaffrey for Camaro? Why do you hate him? So my much? case oh, with Camaro over McCaffrey? Yes. Cam Newton's shoulder. Health the McCaffrey, idea that their that their game plan this year is to keep him off the field more. Although they did say they want him to touch the ball more. So that's a tough useless, argument. Useless bit of information continue. And, and the fact that he's just he is the main show. And he is the guy that's going to be schemed against now more than ever. Okay. But I think Kamara is still a guy. And I think, you know, you can make the argument for McCaffrey about this too. So we're really looking at a coin flip here. But for me, I prefer Kamara because I don't think we've seen the peak Kamara season. And I think the peak Kamara season is potentially 2,500 total yards and 18 touchdowns. Whoa. 
And that's what I have him for right now. He's my RB1. So, yes, I would take Kamara if this were a real draft. But full point PPR, I do think McCaffrey's going to catch more passes than Kamara. Gotta love the offense Kamara's into, obviously. So, but I do think McCaffrey can catch more passes. He did last year. Right. So, you know, if we end up taking McCaffrey over Kamara, which I I know we're going to do. For me, touchdowns are like... As much as you don't want to say they're fickle, sometimes they are, especially they for, are for especially sure. for running backs. So, but receptions aren't. You know, if you're if you're a hundred catch guy, you can stay a hundred catch guy, which is like four people ever. And McCaffrey, yeah, exactly, and he's one of them. And you know, if a few plays probably go McCaffrey's way, you're looking at a hundred catch, yeah. fifteen touchdown season. And I think at this in this format, he's more certain than Kamara, although Kamara is great. And I think, yeah. like you said, it's a coin flip, but I would go with McCaffrey for the certainty. Yeah, McCaffrey is the only running back who averages over 90% of a snap share in the offense. It's just absurd. And that is actually considering the the fact that he played week 17 and only played 14% of the snaps (laughs) in week 17. Which he just did to set the reception record, right? Yeah, I mean, he played 965 total snaps, so almost 1,000. The next best is 890. And all of these guys have missed games. So you're looking at the 890 guy. There's your Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley before the wheels fell off. 60 snaps a game for McCaffrey. (laughs) McCaffrey has games where he 100% of the time was on the field. Week 3, week 6, week 7, week 11, week 12, week 13, week 14, week 15, week that's it. When's his holdout year? Next year? Um, hopefully never because he's on my dynasty hopefully they, team. Yeah, hopefully they take care of him. Yeah. Um, we'll see, though. For but real. We'll that's see. just an unbelievable share, right? So when you think about how long you could be a bell cow back for, there's a timetable to it. And right, yes. right and now, he's about a, that a was quarter the, of the way the into The concept his. was proved last year. So this won't last forever. So get in on it while the getting's good. Yeah. Just like we said uh, last year, this is going to be the last time you're ever going to be able to draft McCaffrey this late. This is a, you know, just take him anyway. Yep. Even, who cares if he's picked two? He's worth it. He's yep. his way is gold. Yeah, and if this was a standard league, it wouldn't stop me either. He had more no. touchdowns than Ezekiel Elliott last year, something that we yep. brought up a couple yeah. of times. I um, love bringing that up. Yeah. So we make the pick of McCaffrey, and then it goes Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins at pick four ahead of Alvin Kamara, Kamara David Johnson Steel, pick five, Travis Kelsey pick six. Take him. Or no, I think that's seven. Either way, uh, James, way too early. James Conner pick eight. Le'Veon Bell pick nine. Michael Thomas, the second receiver off the board at pick 10, likely because of that PPR boost. Yeah. Devontae Adams pick 11 of the first round. Julio Jones, uh, the team with the back end pick goes Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. Jr. Bang. Melvin Gordon goes <laughs> pick two, round two. Nick Chubb, third pick in the second round. Joe Mixon right after that. Juju Smith-Schuster continues to be a steal. At, I think this is overall pick Melvin 17. Gordon, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, take them all. Yeah, for me. Uh, Dalvin Cook, ahead of uh, after Juju Smith Schuster, Tyree Kill next. I think that is going to be higher in uh, regular drafts for sure. Keenan Allen, pick nine. Uh, sorry, pick uh, pick eight of round two. Patrick Mahomes, pick nine of round two, which puts him in the early third round in ten man leagues. Todd Gurley, round two, pick ten. Just missed, and it. I can't see pick eleven. Scott. I'm going to help Don out here. Click control and scroll backwards. One. Boom. Perfect. Now Thank you. All the, right. Now you've got that. Well, you know, we've got some HDMI problems up in the house, but uh, we've got some IT guys. On more the screens, site. more problems. Yeah, exactly. I think that Notorious B.I.G. said that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I still can't see pick 11. What the hell? It's Don, right where the second pick? 
Right, what, thank that's you. That's us, yeah. <laughs> They're all labeled. Two dots, Why haven't whatever. we made our pick, guys? Because <laughs> we have to wax poetic. And first, I'd like to bring up yeah, the fact talk the that old Nick gab. Chubb went 2-0-3. And I like the pick. And I was talking before we hit record here. Too early, though, no? I don't know, man. I, I love the upside of Nick Chubb here. Nick Chubb here. You've I'm, turned the corner on him pretty fast, well, no? Well, getting rid of Duke Johnson is, is this Wild. really obvious thing that they're doing saying that Nick Chubb is the guy and if you watch their first team drive he had I think two catches on that drive yeah and they have this guy who's uh similarly named to me Hilliard who would be the guy who would fill in that role but he is no Duke Johnson he's certainly no Kareem Hunt and he could probably be worse than Nick Chubb at his own specific role. So you yeah. got you got Nick Chubb bell cowan now. Nick Chubb could be bell cowan. Wow. Nick Chubb was a top ten You're running right. back when that. Kitchens took over, and I think he might have even been top five. That so was with two, Duke Johnson too. Yeah, two oh three high, especially in PPR. Yeah. Like, it might than we pay. Imagine, but it yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a big adjust my rankings here. a little bit. I You're think right. Nick Chubb is going to move up my rankings a little bit. Um, obviously, they're very committed to giving him the ball. And here's the other thing. If the Browns are actually going to be good, then the we running back yep. that has the ball with the lead is going to be very valuable. Nick Chubb could find himself being an RB1 like that. Yeah. Yep. All right. So it's up to our pick now, which is the 11th pick of the second round, as I needed to be reminded. And uh, we're looking at a lot of different guys. Our, our favorite guy to talk about so far this episode, Antonio Brown, available to us. We've also got running backs like Damian Williams and Carrion Johnson. Zach Ertz is still available along with George Kittle. Talking and to the wrong guys, Don. I just wanted to bring up this one thing because he is a 100-catch guy and we are full-point PPR. Does that sway you for taking Ertz over one of the suggested receivers that we have right now? Well, I think Scott, in his article, um, Draft Day for Dummies, puts it best in this case. Thank you, Tom. Where... If you're drafting a tight end here, you're actually drafting a wide receiver, basically, right? right. So you would have to stake your claim that Zach Ertz will be a better receiver than your Mike, Mike Evans, Evans, your Antonio Brown, your T.Y. Hilton. And I don't believe that to be the case. I don't know. I don't even – I wouldn't put him above Adam Thielen. Nope. Uh, I'd take Diggs. Stephon Diggs over him. Exactly. I'd so take Edelman over him. We've got a wealth of receivers that we're still interested in, and the yep. best part about our draft position is that we're back up very soon. Yep. So – we can go a little conservative and take the next guy off the board, or we can dig down because we know that someone we love might not get back to us. A uh, quick aside for Draft Day for Dummies was updated on the 10th. I'm going to update it uh, hopefully once a week. So, you know, Very when smart people move, have. By the uh, way. Yeah, last year, Very I helpful. Up, last year I uploaded it on Don's birthday, which is the 23rd. So it was too late in the year. This year I got My it out. favorite gift from last year, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. And it was a free gift, so it was mm-hmm. great for me, too. But, you know, I want to try and keep it as updated as possible so you can, you know, pay attention to the trends yeah. and it'll still work for you, even if you draft on September 1st. Yeah, right. and I. I wanted to tweet out that I want no one in my leagues to read that article. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, you true. want me to pull it down? It's so helpful um, that it, if you were a dummy in my league, you could become a smart guy in my league by reading that. Yeah. I, and by not even learning it, just reference. Like, you don't need a draft sheet at the draft. Just you just need that. to see the round and, like, scroll to the players. Yeah. Just pick one of them. You just pick, draft happen. like Scott, and I think your team will be fine. <laughs> I appreciate um, so that. So what would Scott choose here, Scott? I think Scott would go receiver. I think you guys know exactly who I'd pick here. Uh, is it is it Evans? Yeah, it's yeah. Evans. I mean, it was Brown He's, for a little while for me, but you know, I'm scared of those feet, man. That didn't look good, and I um, 
I was reading up and one of my buddies was talking to me about Justin Gatlin who had the same injury. He was like, man, I couldn't run good for months, which, you know, it could be different. Who knows? Different probably surfaces just that they run drug on. Drug the hell out of AB just to get him through these games possibly. But who knows if he'll be effective or and whatever. And who knows if those will mix with the drugs that he takes recreationally. <laughs> yeah. So Now that he lives in California and it's legal. <laughs> More than that. Right. That guy is, exactly. Uh, he could have a bad trip who, out there like third quarter. Who knows what that guy's on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might find him butt naked at Joshua Tree. <laughs> Antonio Brown is like 100% a guy who you could see doing peyote. Well, that's, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And the thing with that is also not that not the thing with peyote. Is that it's fun? <laughs> is the that thing it's with awesome. Antonio Brown is, yeah, it seems like these sagas have come to a closed loop, right? But what's next? Exactly. It that's, could you always feel like what's next. We're not hour. even at, you know, we haven't even seen him do anything. And yeah. he's already had like five, you know, yeah. drama issues. So I understand why he can lose tiebreakers. Yeah. I like the Evans pick, and I'm not super like I'm not against invested in running back Antonio Brown at the next pick. Yeah, but I'm totally cool with Mike Evans here. Um, A lot of the running backs that remain are you know sweethearts to me, so I'm happy to get an elite wide receiver for this. Yeah, me too. Me too, especially with and that's exactly what Evans is. He's an elite wide receiver who I think is also like a very sneaky hundred catch candidate this year. Yeah, like Godwin's getting all of the hype, and I think that maybe that's what Bruce Arians really wants. Oh, two tough picks for me. Next one's oh, Brown, yeah. Brown and Fournette go okay. with the next two picks. But I agree with you, Don. I don't know about 100 catch, but the dude could easily snag, like, you know, into the double digits yeah. of touchdowns, 13, they 14 need to touchdowns. They him more. I agree. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we say that every time we watch him. He he gets eight targets a game. Give that guy 15 a game. He's yeah. a monster. He's, yeah. he's, he's more athletic. He's a Hopkins-like. Yeah. He should have won the Heisman when Johnny Football won. <laughs> he's more athletic than they use him to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So – the next two picks, like Scott mentioned, were Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm thinking receiver here so, because I think with Christian McCaffrey, with his high catch numbers, he's really pulling the weight of two running backs, in yeah. my opinion, in one, this league. One of the things I like to do early early in a draft, unless I'm going to just commit and go zero wide receiver, which I don't think that's the, this is the year to do at all, um, if you have that early pick, pick that stud running back and then just go, you know, go with your, your – your James Whites and your Tariq Cohens and you know our guys yeah, at RB two because you can get them later on and you can really stock value at at wide receiver here yeah. here you know because what I've kind of noticed I don't know about you guys but from the research and mock drafting that I've done like the running backs don't really hit this shelf for me where like there's a huge drop off and I feel like I don't want to pick them whereas the receivers once it hits like round six round yeah. seven. I'm like done at receiver yeah. until it comes back to our deep dives to our yeah. Daddy Westbrooks and our Geronimo Allison's guys like that, where the running backs kind of seem a lot more spread out. So I would think let's attack receiver early. Yep. As far as uh, target volume, it, if we don't take a receiver here, we're not going to get that elite target volume exactly. again. No. And there are 50, 60 catch running backs that just pepper throughout the entire draft for yep. whatever reason. Yeah, they're everywhere. And you can, you can always hang your hat yeah. on receptions. And it's interesting, like, I'm just looking at, like, the sheer numbers of, like, the running backs who are available versus the receivers who are available. And I think there's five receivers I'd take before the best remaining running back, which is probably a coin flip at this point between Damian Williams and Carryon Johnson. Yeah, Damian Williams, uh, we should address this. That keeps Tom up at night, by the way. Who's going to have a better year, Damian Williams or Carryon (laughs) Johnson? That does keep me up at night, actually. You, you don't even know how much that keeps me up at night. Um, but Damian Williams trending in the wrong direction right now. Missed a lot of practice time. Yeah. Thankfully, he's back. Um, so there's been some reports where in the beginning of the year, they're like, Damian Williams is our guy. He's the number one running back. This is it. Then there's been reports of 
you know, we might do a committee thing. Yeah. But the way that they said that one, I think that's just like a. I still believe in Damian Williams. So do I. Me too. Um, the way that Andy Reid said that, if you read the whole quote, was so He doesn't weird. want it. it he he like, said it, but he doesn't want it. He was like, yeah, I tried the committee thing when we were in uh, Philadelphia for <laughs> a little while. In my college while. years. And like, Brian like, Westbrook was an RB1. He's like, and I might do that. And it was like, <laughs> you have so much data over so many years of Andy Reid Never doing a guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like. Just because he tried it once in the, it's like it's the same exact thing with Connor and the Steelers. Yeah, it's like Bernie saying he tried weed once in college, and then (laughs) you know what I mean. Yeah, I did try weed once in college. (laughs) That's good, Don. I did, but I did it for the good of the American. (laughs) That was good, Don. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. You you just got Tom. My vote is my vote right now is is, for Bernie. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, No, just Don as Bernie. (laughs) My vote is for Adam Thielen here. Really? Because I thought you were a Diggs over Thielen guy. I am, but not full PPR. But not not full full PPR. PPR. Yeah, and not and the other receiver I would consider here is T. Y. Hilton, who I'm not considering over. Adam Thielen, because Adam Thielen, no matter what he does, it seems like he's going to be at least 15 or 20 catches clear of T.Y. You know what's weird about numbers. Thielen, too? He actually has a great touchdown upside. Like, he scored a touchdown for seven straight games last year. He did. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of receivers that could do that. And if you get that, I get that. It's like it was a blessing and a curse because it all happened in seven games. But we're, we're drafting for the whole season here. And if Adam Thielen's going to give me that upside of possibly eight or more touchdowns and 100 catches... I agree with you, Don. I think it's a kind of a no-brainer yeah. pick here to take him. Yeah, and I, I mean, like Thielen here, and I actually like Julian Edelman here. I know Scott wants to oh, talk about him. Yes, um, but I'm just praying he makes it back. He won't though. This I, is an example where there's a little bit of too good a talent up there still yeah, to pass agreed. on. Yeah, but like I, I'll happily pass. Edelman has some a really high, a weirdly high touchdown upside too. He was great. Well, uh, in the red zone last exactly year. something we uncovered something the together basically need. where uh, Edelman was one of the high, most highly targeted guys inside the ten zone, even though he was suspended. Exactly, despite the fact that he faced a huge suspension. So, I mean. You got to give it up for that. Yeah. But Don't be Thielen, afraid to take him here because I even have the, uh, Edelman ranked, you know, probably around 12 or 13, which is the around where we receivers are. where yeah. we are. You know? But he won't score like Adam Thielen could score. No, his upside isn't as high as Thielen's for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we take Adam Thielen and the long wait begins. Our next pick will be the 11th pick of the fourth round. Seeing a couple of tight ends go, Ertz and Kittle do go, Evan Ingram goes. Likely with the graveyard that is a Giants wide receiver core in the in the minds of the drafters. Damian Williams goes with round three pick five. Carry on Johnson right after him. And then it goes T.Y. Hilton, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper, Marlon Max, Stephon Diggs, Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman. Great value there at the first pick of the fourth yeah, round. Yeah, that is nice. A.J. Green slips to the second pick of the fourth round. Derrick Henry, round four, pick three. Kenny Galladay, round four, pick four. I was kind of hoping he'd make it to us. Uh, Evan Ingram, round four, pick five. Then Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Josh Jacobs, Robert Ouch. Woods, Brandon Cooks, Godwin Lockett, a plunge a knife into my heart. A guy I would have loved too is Josh Jacobs. Oh yes, yes. yeah, yes. Would, have, would have tied the team together well. But you know, I think our, I've got you my know our boy, both of our picks. you know our boy still hanging out there, Tom. Yes. Boyd man gets paid. You know he's still hanging out there, and you know our boy right here, Mister Mark Ingram, is still hanging out there as well. I thought you were going to click the guy below him, James White. Even. James White still out there as well. Who's going to easily be tossed, a big part of that offense. I almost tossed James White's name into the ring before, not as a pick, right. but to say, hey, if we're not considering Julian Edelman here, 
maybe let's do get this James as White. a service yeah. to remind ourselves that we can get James White, which in a weird way, obviously he plays running back, is going to be like Edelman, Edelman, yeah, Edelman yeah. lights. <laughs> right? Just like Edelman. It's yeah. like in certain offenses, you know, where there's two good wide receivers. You, let's say uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, right? Mm-hmm, We're right. prone to think that Marvin Jones might be nearly as good as Kenny Galladay, so waiting on him is Wise. A lot more beneficial right. to you us than taking Galladay. You do the exact same thing with James White and Julian Edelman. Yeah. Yep. And you get the advantage of being able to start this receiver right. at running back. Yeah. So for just sure. a worthy strategy to bring up. Um, if we're looking at the Boyd man gets paid, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, and Cooper Cup, it's just a row gonna, of darlings it's just, here. Yeah. It's, it's like it's really how the heck are we going to decide Cooper Cup right now? The reports about his, him and Camp have been unbelievable. I'd really like to shed light on Chris Carson too, who has. Oh, been, I think he's locked in. People as one of our picks. are just raving about him right now. Once again, how many off seasons does he have to prove this? We were sold last year, especially Apparently it's three. Especially Don and I, I was picking him in like the sixth round in every single one of my leagues, and it really paid off. It looks like you're going to be able to do that again. Maybe yeah. you have to spend a fourth or fifth. I think it's going to be worth it. He's yeah. going to have more pass game inclusion. I think Rashad. we should take him right now. Pete Carroll, the other day, yep. Yep. goes, yeah, Chris Carson's got one of the best hands on the team. Yeah. We need to start getting him the ball more, even on third down. You know what else I've read, too, is that uh, they're splitting those guys out wide. So those guys are playing a little wide receiver, and they're you know creating those mismatches outside. And Penny really like is still kind of struggling. Like he's really not like taking. How many that. more camps until they just give up on him? That's what That's I mean. Two in so, a row now. Yeah, exactly. So it seems like Carson's going to win out. And if yeah. he wins out, this is the role we've been talking about yeah. all off season. It yeah. could be huge again. Yeah, um, I think the I think the picks Carson here just because if Carson gets taken in the two picks between ours, I feel I'm going to feel like we're worse off at running back than like where we look at the receivers like. Even if we don't take Tyler Board or Cooper Cup and they both get taken right now, like I still think there are some guys that we can take here who would fill in our flex. This is position, kind of the shelf I'm which talking. Which is what I like to this do. This is at kind PPR. of the shelf that I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, like Tyler Boyd and Cooper Cup start that. Like they're at the end of it. it the drop off from them is like DJ Moore as your as your so, starting flex and guys like that as your starting flex. I think we lock receiver here. So you're saying you're you you would feel more comfortable if we take one of these one Me of these too. two receivers? Yes. I've been quietly thinking about it in my head. I'm actually even doing the math of the ADP for each of them as a combination, trying to make yeah, a little tiebreaker. Yeah, we got it all right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this is a level of this is a teardrop for me in 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 wide receiver land. Because like, look at the next guys that are after him: Alshon, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson. Four guys I would guys not I love. Want guys you don't want starter. to touch. Like but all the way down, all the way down to Marvin Jones. There's like ten the guys in there. You're guy, like, yeah. the only guys in this entire list that I can see that will even sniff the target share that Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd will have are Jarvis Landry and Larry Fitz. And, Larry <laughs> and the quality and of targets so far away on Jarvis from Landry aren't going to be that good because he's a shorter uh, you gotta lock guy. I think you lock one of these guys now. I've if, been convinced we should take Boyd or Cooper if Cup. If it's up to you guys know who it is if it's up to me, so I'll let you guys hash it out. You know my vote is Boyd. I, I, I would in, I would honestly in, in the weirdest way imaginable. I wouldn't be against taking them both either, but I think Cooper Cup's touchdown potential is higher than Tyler Boyd's. More high-powered offense. The Bengals' offensive line is in complete True. disarray right now, which is getting you a pretty good discount on Joe Mixon, kind of going back to the second round that we, where we discussed it before. But um, I think we've got two guys who are super solid for 70 catches. I think Boyd's got the higher reception potential, yes. but Cup has the higher touchdown potential. So it's really just what we value right now. And yeah. if we're looking at our receivers, we got Mike Evans, who's – a Our touchdown, touchdown potential, and Adam Thielen, who's 
Weirdly, also a catch and yards guy. What a yes. great problem Before to have he's here. a touchdown. It guy. really is. It's a tough decision. It is. It's too hard, actually. Like, cause I'm even. I get. I understand the cup side, but I do think Boyd's just going to continue that breakout. I would say Tyler. I'll Boyd. tell you what, Scott. What was uh? What was Boyd's stats on one drive? In the uh, preseason last week. Oh, four four targets, three catches, and twenty five yards. Boyd, one drive. I like how Don uses that as a mic drop, but I'm cool with Boyd. No, yeah. Yeah. 25 right? yards. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally cool. I On mean, a drive, in that situation, though, I mean, I'll, I'll never regret that pick for either direction. So the person Cooper in front of Cup us goes. does see what us I see. a huge favor, though, and takes Deshaun Watson. So now the two running backs that we were considering at this point in Chris Carson and Mark Ingram maybe the only are reason, both still there. Maybe the only reason he went quarterback, though, is because we picked Boyd. You Could know? Have been. So if we go running back, he goes Boyd and Cup. We feel hurting. At that, at yeah. that wide receiver full PPR flex, I think that was a great decision to yeah. pick Boyd or my, Cup. My goal is to have a, a wide receiver at my flex and full point PPR. It would have hurt way more for both of those receivers to leave than for both of those running backs to leave. Exactly, yes. and I think that was kind of what what shifted my mind when you guys brought that up. Um, so my vote's Carson. I think. Well, actually, I don't even know. <laughs> this is tough. This this, this, this one's is tough really too tough because you know for you guys know for me also this one's. I don't know what happened with the percentages yeah. over here. Yeah, that was that's weird. fine. We we're haven't glitching. been going. We're we haven't glitching. been going based off their percentages. We need for an a IT while. department. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But um, should we go quarterback here? Absolutely not. <laughs> should you <laughs> go <laughs> home? <laughs> Good one, Don. <laughs> no, um, Chris Carson is fine with me here, man. Uh, and so is Mark Ingram. I'm happy. Like Ingram's a lock to be the guy. Where Carson, even though he's been great, well, there's still some doubt. As a PPR tiebreaker, no who do we think is going to catch more passes here? Oh, it's, that's really tough. See, too. and even that's like a really difficult question because I can easily see both of them catching between fifty and sixty passes. That, that's probably the peak. And then it's just like you go by touchdown potential, and I think both of them have the capability of scoring between eight and twelve touchdowns. Like, yep. the, we're like it's really tough to think about this. And yeah, that's why. I, that's why I would lean Ingram with the security of his role. Just because I don't, yeah. he doesn't. It doesn't seem like Gus Edwards yeah. or one of these guys, Justice Hill, are going to come in and take that work from him. Whereas, Whereas Carson, it, it just and seems like it's, it's going to happen, even though it's not necessarily true. And I know we love to project sixteen game seasons, but Chris Carson has never done that, right? Let's and Mark go, Ingram certainly well, has. I mean, I've got Mark Ingram um, way above Chris Carson in my rankings. I just referenced them, and I, I I feel that, of course. But when you hear those nice little hype things. It does trickle into your mind when you're doing a draft. For sure. There's no doubt about it. Well, it goes um, to show, stay true to what you're yeah, what you've and ranked I, and I think what you've done. I you know I mean? We all I love Ingram. I haven't moved Chris Carson up, and I would like to, but I still don't think it counterbalances what I would, yeah. what I would like to have Ingram on my team. So yep. I'm happy to take Ingram, and I don't mind a Lamar Jackson-Ingram stack. And my next so tiebreaker question would be, which team runs more? Right. And they're both going to run like <laughs> Fun. Yeah, yeah. it's you know, know, these guys are really gonna difficult to rank. That's why, to me, it just comes down to the security. Yeah. Let's Sorry take to, Ingram and then hope Chris Carson falls to him. Sorry it's, to overrule you two picks in a row. No, nah, it's fine. There's it's no fine. way the draft gets any easier. Hey, listen, I mean, any harder. Those were the two hardest like mock draft decisions I've yeah. made in a long time. Oh yeah, me and too. hey, the three of us are in a league together again this year. Like we're gonna need we're gonna to have be, these yeah, discussions and we're gonna need to know what it feels like to be overturned. A league. We're in every league together. Well, no, we we try own a team. Oh all right, so after we make the Mark Ingram pick, it goes DJ Moore, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Alshon Jeffrey, Aaron Rodgers, Dante Pettis with a reach at round five, pick eight. That's Cal fine. Ridley, round five, pick nine. Robbie Anderson, Sony Michelle, Mike Will made it. Can I cut you off yeah. at, the, at the end of the fifth round sure. right there? 
You think Dante Pettis should be going behind? That's the value drop off I'm talking uh, about. Mike Williams slash Calvin Ridley. I uh, I think he should and be Jarvis going behind. and Allen Robinson. No, I like no. Pettis there. I, he's it's earlier than I've ever seen him get taken in a mock draft. I think that's why I'm saying that. And also, it came out today that he's fighting to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, he's really been struggling in camp, but I think that he. Like it's gonna, but he's so much more talented than everyone else they have. Exactly, they're not gonna have a choice but to play him. I think so. Round six starts Andrew Luck. Then we have the the what a round, the worst (laughs) for the boys. The worst pick is three quarterbacks and three tight ends. Unbelievable. The worst pick to me right now is an early round pick on Hunter Henry, and that's exactly what happens at pick two of round six. OJ Howard and Jared Cook go after that. James White at round six, pick five, steal. Tevin Coleman, yeah, steal. steal. And then it goes Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson. And here we are at pick 11 of round six. So we've taught, we've kind of hit our, our wall at wide receiver. Although I see a couple of guys that I really like and at running back. I mean, we've got so many running backs that we could take and just bolster our bench to an astronomical amount. Yeah, Philip Lindsay, Lamar Miller, bo- Tariq Cohen's out picks there. Here are running back. I was just gonna say, I think it I'm, wouldn't shock me if we if we talk ourselves into that. Kenyon Drake's still available. I'm looking running back here. Um, the way that we're built and the way that this thick area of running back is still how are we vi- spelling thick? T H I C C. At a boy, Tom. C. <laughs> oh, three C's. Yeah, I mean, this is that. I love. I love this group shakes. of running backs in it's, the sixth and seventh round. Yeah. It seems like every every mock draft I do, whatever league I'm doing it for, I'm, I go running back, running back in the sixth and seventh round. Like the value but, yeah. there I'm is also so saying nice. Here, I don't care about ADP. Like, let's call a shot. Yep. I don't mind reaching down for Miles Sanders. I was actually going to bring him up. Austin yeah. Eckler. Yeah, Austin Eckler. Um, I prefer Miles but, Sanders at this point because we're, our lineup sure. is already so set. Yep. And, I and he's bet, a higher upside guy and than I bet that we else. could get Justin Jackson. We can like get Miles Sanders. Yeah, good call. But we can get Miles Sanders on the pick coming back. So um, maybe lock in a you know less upside guy and more of a if steady gonna, guy like with Ken Lamar Miller. Drake, Lamar Miller. Yeah. Yeah. If I were going to take a receiver here, I'd take Will Fuller. And I, I just wanted to throw that out there because <laughs> it does look like we're going to go running back. But – like that, that's yeah. literally the only receiver we're talking. Sammy Watkins, well, Christian I'd start Kirk, Marvin reaching. Jones. Yeah. Like you're either going to reach for somebody you really like, or if I, if it were me, I'd go Will Fuller just on that potential of him and Deshaun that's, Watson. That's I understand that. Will Fuller plays a full season. Exactly. What I, I'm I totally about. understand that, but that I shelf, think that the the, the drop off, the yep. firepower is greater here in the running back position. For Absolutely. sure. Oh, of course. Of course. The of course. way that this draft is sh- shook out. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, let's 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 uh, you know save Miles Sanders for the second pick potentially. But what do we want to do here? Do we want to go upside or do we want to go steady? Um, we kind of have two pretty solid floor guys, I think. Yeah. As our well, how backs. many how many uh, balls do you think Duke Johnson steals from Lamar Miller? As, if we're talking PPR, um, a lot. I mean, I don't know. But Lamar it's, Miller it's, it's was tough has, to hasn't been a high catch volume guy in Houston anyway, no. and they're gonna lose Kiki Cute now. I don't Which like Lamar Miller Duke anymore. Johnson slots in. I don't like him anymore. Full point PPR, tough it's him. tough to like him. It's a tough hit for him because how many balls is he going to lose out on? And then Deshaun Watson is a regular Cam Newton around the around the goal line, so it, it's really tough to justify. You know this. I w- I wouldn't call it a front end pick, but I, it's certainly not right. a back end pick. Lamar Miller is risky now, and especially in PPR where he doesn't get that bonus. I'd rather have him in standard, but I'd rather you know have these guys surrounding him right now. Kenyon yeah. Drake in full point PPR. For what it's worth, to Tom. Yeah, me too, actually. In the last 
well, let's just call it all three years of his time in Houston. He's had 39, 45, and 35 catches. That is so this is not bad. a running back that we're relying on to get a ton of catches anyway, so which, gives him a le- which gives him a drop-off in value in full-point PPR anyway. I like Phillip Lindsay here because at a, like if we're going to be a split backfield in Denver, which is yet to be seen, by right. the way, but the passing work is going to go to Phillip Lindsay, especially now that, you know, they just signed Theo Riddick, and then he fractured his collarbone, unfortunately. Well, I mean, so he's out for a while. That just means Booker is on the roster. In my yeah, opinion. he's still there. Yeah. He's going to stay. No, I mean, but that means he's going to stay. Yeah, yeah. he's right. going to make the team. He's going to be annoying. I, yeah, I think Philip Lindsay's path is too muddled right now. And okay. There's other guys like Kenyon Drake, who I think the pick's Kenyon Drake because he's locked. I, I think he's locked into that reception blowout type of role because there's no way Balazs is going to handle that. No. And if Balazs struggles at all, you're looking at a bell cow. Right. Yeah. On and a team that needs a guy it. to move the ball yeah. desperately. They have nothing at receiver. Down. They got to move the ball, and they're going to do it through Drake. Yeah. I, I love Drake here if we pick him. Don, let's do it. All right, so we take Drake. The guy in between our next two picks takes Sammy Watkins and Sterling Shepard. Take them both. Two guys he can have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got Drake as a no-doubt running back, too. I had him yeah. as high as running back 18. I've moved him down slightly since. With yeah, the, I'm with, sitting at like 25, right yeah, at with, that RB2 end. Yeah. So do we take Miles Sanders now and just get it over with? You know, we don't have to take Miles Sanders just because I brought it up. I mean, Lindsey like made it. But I do. Yeah, Lindsey didn't make it. But, but we're I, looking for a high upside guy here anyway, right? But, I mean, we have three running backs ahead of him. Now that I just said what I said about Kenyon Drake, I also kind of feel like the same thing is true for Philip Lindsey. <laughs> like, he's a pass-catching back, a guy who has pass-catching chops. He's going to get carries. And the guy behind him, who knows? He could be great. He could be shit. And then next thing you know, Philip Lindsey's the bell cow. And if yeah. not, the Broncos are probably going to be losing, and he's probably going to be on the field anyway. Are you sure that they're going to be losing as much? You think so? Yes. I don't think that they're They're going to be in a lot of close I don't think they didn't win many team. games last year. Joe Flacco over who makes it, you know, does Drew he make Locke, you, does he make you five, does he make yet? you five, six wins better? I don't I think, think so. a better defense, a slower offense, you know, probably less total plays. Right. Could, sure. could help them for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, I like to target Miles Sanders around this area just because I think he's the cheapest option that actually can have a clear path to being a bell cow guy. Right. Um, of course the Eagles don't historically do that. We already talked about it. Yeah. That's why talked I don't about like how Andy Reed said, you know, I used to do that thing over there in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we got Bernie Sanders on the podcast. Huge <laughs> yeah, get. That huge was a get. huge get. Um, he's making his rounds. He was on Joe. Did he Rogan. leave yet? He's on us. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, is he? he will never leave <laughs> the mind of the American culture. So long as there are rights to be fought for, for the American people. <laughs> Pretty good. Man. That's really good. Um, Marvin Jones, Dede Westbrook, also important to me. Yes. <laughs> Just hold them right here in my heart. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the spot where we'd reach for a guy like that. I think one of them but, makes it, and we and we do our happy dance when they do. Or or Geronimo Allison makes it. And, Tom, you had a great write-up on him versus Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Hills are willing to die on and won't get too far into it because the people should read it. But, like, those guys are guys I'd be willing so to look chasing, at. So what do you think? We're chasing the upside? Curtis Samuel's a high buzz guy. Let's make a pick. We're burning clock. We are we burning really clock. Are. I love to chase the upside here. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I love yeah. to inspire the youth of yeah. America. Yeah, let's oh, go Oh, our fourth it. running back is a rookie who is probably going to take over the backfield by the end of the year. Perfect. That's exactly the kind of guy 
that we want. So we're hoping for another quarterback. Yeah, run and here, I right? respect the hell out of uh, Darren Sproles, but you know, yeah, I yeah. think his, his on, best think days are behind time. him. All right, so after we take Sanders, it goes Matt Ryan, Corey Davis, our beloved child, Dede Westbrook. No. Training camp, darling Curtis Samuel, Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, maybe getting some respect in the seventh round now. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, Will Fuller goes pick 10 of round seven. Philip Lindsay and Larry Fitzgerald after that to round out the seventh round. And for the eighth round, it's been Cortland Sutton, <laughs> Chicago Bears defense. You'll see that. You'll Sorry, see that. you will. Uh, Tariq Cohen, Lamar 8. Miller. 3 Tariq Cohen, great get. Great get. Uh, Lamar Miller, 8-4. Rashad Penny, 8-5. Latavius Murray, Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, Darius Geis, and Austin Eckler. So uh, Don's boy, 8.10. That's a great get, that's too. A, I love that. All right, so now it's up to us. And a lot of guys that are... We're shaping up nicely. We are shaping up nicely. But I, I'm thinking of a guy, his quarterback was just taken, and I think, oh, Larry Fitzgerald was taken. Never mind. Excuse me. Yeah, he just got plucked. I was like, oh, let's take it. But, Unfortunately, um, he just got plucked. But this is our pluck rounds. And, Scott, you talk about this in Draft Day for Dummies. I've now referenced both of your articles in one pick. Thank you, Don. Um, but this is where I'm reaching. Oh, And I'm reach. reaching for a guy named Matt Breida. Really? Because Jarek McKinnon's going to start the year on IR, and I think that is the path for Matt Breida to work out the passing down role, especially in a full point PPR league. It doesn't have to be the guy that we take, but this Kevin is the Coleman's round where I'd start to look at. never been the bell cow type of guy. Yeah. This is where I would start to look at Matt Breida. I don't hate As a that. guy coming off of my bench. I got another guy I'm kind of interested. We are still semi-thin at wide receiver, so we may need to take one here. And that's fine. I but think probably one is, of our picks. This will be is a receiver, guy I'm looking at at this range. I well, still see some value at receiver that I like too. Me too. And I'm actually really cool with taking whoever in this next pick because it'll basically reference the idea that I tell you to do in uh, Hills and Willing to Die. And it's just wait on the value for Geronimo and Marquez Valdez. We're almost a virtual certainty to right. get one of them because let's be honest. If this is no a one's real going draft, back to back with you're them. You're not going back to back. No, so of course not. We get one with the yeah. next pick if we want one. Um, so, so I think the pick is running back too. Yeah, and I'm not against Matt Breida. Um, I really liked that pitch. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Thank you. For me, I think the upside, uh, the guy that he was that's an RB two all year last year, and he played like um, I Tom. Think you he have was another an RB one for a lot of last. He year. He was for a while. I remember they played the Bucks one week, and I, I my team was like deep <laughs> at running back, and I was thinking about sitting him, and Tom was like screaming at me. Yeah. He's like, "You have to play Matt Breida this week. <laughs> this is the only week to play." You know, he was so pissed. It was hilarious. Yeah, and I, mean, um, I like Ronald Jones a lot ass. too. Yeah, at this round, Ronald Jones has a really high upside to be interesting. You know, that Darrell Henderson is still here. He was. He's had a terrible camp and preseason. Well, I'm just saying. He was after the first week you know, of camp. He was RB five on the depth chart. Wow. He's in the <laughs> he was in the sixth round, I think, in one of the mocks we did earlier this Damian summer. Damian Harris, yes. which is why you drafted August, by the way. Damian right? Harris also not showing out so much in camp. No. Yeah. Um, so no, he's having trouble. Sony getting playing on the field some receiver yeah. in camp too. And, and oh, a guy who's going behind, way behind both of them, is Devin Singletary, who actually has. I been love a, yeah. a good camp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's another guy here who I'm liking too that we could consider taking a Deion Lewis. Yeah. Like he's not just gonna disappear. Yeah, why from is Tennessee. he going so late, man? I don't know. He's going later than this, actually, in a lot of other uh formats. It's unbelievable. I think I think we, we go with, with Don's pick of Brita. I think that was the best pitch we came up with here. And I think he actually sneakily has a huge upside and, and a, a pretty full good full letter demotion on our grade, which we don't care about. But let's go. All right, so we take Matt Breida. The next two picks between ours are Deshaun Jackson and Kiki Kute. God, why couldn't they pick one of the Packers receivers? <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, can I humor Because we now, we, now the, here's the problem, Tom. We can't wait on either one. Well, I feel like they're both going to go because we got, you know, 20 some picks. I would say that Geronimo Allison has the PPR upside. You know, the first yeah. game that he comes back into uh, after Randall Cobb, he gets 11 targets and then he faces a twisted testicle. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Which I go in depth on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diagrams and everything. Pictures. <laughs> Just kidding. Just no, kidding. But I think I think Geronimo Allison has the upside here. Yeah. The He's funny been thing there is longer. We're not, we haven't even thought about uh, quarterback or tight end. And it's funny. Yeah, we haven't even brought it up. I was just about to bring it Cam up. Cam Newton is interesting to me here. I, I, I in the ninth round. It's a shame because it goes against most of the things I say. But when someone falls like this, and if you play sixteen games and you're a top four quarterback every single time, that's very interesting to me. Yeah, for but sure. But I did also make a rule to myself that I would not draft a quarterback if Vance McDonald was still available. And I do not recall. He's not. He's still available. I don't remember Don sure. reading him off. Yeah, he's, he's still, still hanging. I think this is where you take him. The Vance, yeah, right here, right here. We're in round nine. I don't, I don't hate it at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I would probably pick Geronimo. I, I think I would pick Geronimo because too, just I know because we don't some, have a bench wide receiver. I know receiver. there's value and I know after. That that's, like that's fine, useless. guys. Guys, save your breath on convincing <laughs> me to not pick a tight end. Let's go, Geronimo here. I have already my new favorite uh, you know later Vance round tight end is to take go, too. though. Yeah, Vance. Vance oh, I just did a few picks later, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And Cam and, goes too. And so it goes. After our pick, Golden Tate, Darrell Henderson, Naheem Hines, Vance McDonald, Royce Freeman, Peyton Barber, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Dante Moncrief, LaShawn McCoy, Nikhil Harry, DK Metcalf, Eric Ebron, Cam Newton, Jordan Howard, Tyrell Williams, Anthony Miller, Kalen Balaj, Devin Funchess, James Washington, and Kareem Hunt. And so now here we are in round 10. We got... Pick 10 and we got another quarterback team. who, when he plays 16 games, he's basically a lock to be a QB1 still hanging out there. Drew Brees still out there. Former Hill I'm willing to die on. What do we think, guys? I mean, to me, that, to me, it's a no-brainer. Just snag him and we'll figure out the next pick as it comes. Carson Wentz? I'm a, I'm a Brees above Wentz guy. I me have too. been getting Wentz everywhere in mocks recently. Are you I'm Wentz really above Brees, him. though? No, just, I can't just be becoming right? so unsexy. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, you I'm know, like let him fall in that Philip yeah. Rivers favor. I'll yeah. I'll gladly this take him back here. Yeah, I'll, so I'll we'll take Breeze. Breeze. Yeah, we scoot Breeze. What so we pick. take Breeze, and it goes Michael Gallup, David and Joku, and now we've got both. another interesting, uh, another interesting pick to make because we're we got two bench spots left, and then we're gonna have to go kicker, defense, and. Uh, tight end, if we so choose. Yeah, now with Vance McDonald gone, I'm saying don't pick tight end until the very <laughs> 15th end. round tight yeah. end, why not? Let's just see who we can get. Vance McDonald's my guy. Yeah. You know, if I don't get uh, him, I give up on tight end The forever. software is suggesting a guy who had a very interesting, maybe the most interesting headline of the last week what was outside that? of Antonio Brown. Uh, Jamison Crowder being suggested. Oh, I thought. And the Jets were like, don't yeah. be surprised if he has 100 catches. I was like, first of all, you don't get to tell me Dude, what I'm surprised by or not. It's if the Jameson 11th round. It's the 11th round, and they're passes, saying that. It's, I, a, it's the 11th round. They said that. We should, he's our pick. To I, me, he's our pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. I agree. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. I thought you were about to tell me some weird news about Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, me too, because no. he's actually the top suggestion. <laughs> Is there anything weirder than the glasses in his player picture, though? My God. <laughs> he's well, that probably did know. inform my decision. The glasses? Well, that I that you were talking about him. Oh, okay. Right. He has a, <laughs> yeah, his picture is very odd. So after we take Crowder, it goes the Rams defense, Ronald Jones, Deion Lewis, Damian Harris, Duke Johnson, Jarek McKinnon, Duke Austin Johnson, Hooper, nice Mark yeah. Andrews. That's a bummer pick for me. Uh, Carson Wentz, Paris Campbell, Trey Burton, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, 
Ben Roethlisberger, oh, the Delaney Walker, barren. Deshaun Hamilton, Jack Doyle, Greg Olson, Jalen Samuels. Even Olson's gone. Even J- Jalen Samuels gone from the tight end <laughs> pool. And McCole Hardman was the pick just before Let's ours. Let's check out the tight ends, shall we? I think I know who I would want to take here. And, yeah, so we've got Jordan Reed, which is a fine pick. Like, take For a, a chance on weeks. his health and then cut him, whatever. Yeah. For week um, one, he'll play week one. I'm really falling for uh, for um, the Eagles week one. TJ right? Hawkinson yeah. too in a lot of dra- in a lot of drafts. TJ Hawkinson is a he's guy, a fine fifteenth round guy, and he's a guy who's never going to leave the field. No, because he's great at blocking. You guys know I love Noah Fant. Yeah, I, I was going to say awesome. that's a fine I pick was too. Say I'll give the permission to Noah Fant here if you guys want, but I I like Jordan Reed too. Yeah, um, it's gonna take a while for Jordan or Noah Fant to really hit the ground sure. running. Yeah, by the time Jordan Reed breaks his uh, body in half, we'll be able to use our waiver claims on Noah Fant. Yeah, because yeah, if agree. somebody drafts him, they're probably gonna drop him in frustration. Oh well. Also, something I wanted to bring up. It's something that I've brought up before. Um, Noah Fant is interesting here because of this uh, strategy that I really birthed a couple of years ago, where if you don't want to have a kicker, you don't need to have a kicker. Um, like they don't make you draft one or they right. make you draft one. You cut him. There's four Monday night football games. Right. So uh, Darren Waller is in contention for this. Four teams, uh, not four games. Yeah, four teams. Sorry. Right. Darren Waller is in contention for Fant. this. Hawkinson is in contention for this. And so is Noah Fant. So what is it? Uh, Lions, Raiders, and Saints. Lions, Raiders, Broncos? Saints, Broncos. Is that four? Yeah. Yeah. So that's who it is. Huh. And I think that's a great place to stash a tight end. Like, sure. don't even draft. Don't even leave the draft with one. Draft a kicker. You have to draft the kicker because then you cut the kicker. Right. You add the tight end, and right. if you don't need the kicker on Monday night, you just stash that tight end and see what goes right. on. You can even you do the extra. same thing at tight end too. Yeah, if you don't and you need can do the, the same thing. At, it doesn't have to be tight end. It could be wide receiver, yeah. running back, all that stuff. Um, just an interesting strategy if your rules yeah. allow for it. So we've got the pick in, and we picked Jordan Reed, which is pretty cool. I'm a little stoked by that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Interesting to fun note for that a week in the 13th. Uh, sorry, yeah, in the 13th round of a 12-team league, Jameis Winston still available. I'm yeah. making our awesome. I'm making our next pick. I don't care what you guys think. Justin Jackson available in the 13th round. Yep, absolutely, no brainer to me. Yeah, especially if the Melvin Gordon holdout is happening right yeah. now. It has legs, and he's going to start. So we and, just got to start her in the 13th. And yes. now we're a kicker in defense. <laughs> yes. Our favorite part of the draft. All right, so uh, really Philip quickly, Rivers goes with fourteen ten. Nice pick. Wow, nice pick. Uh, so Makes me this just might wish be we just waited. Even this might Drew just be is better. Yeah, this might just be super easy for us because the Broncos' defense is what's suggested, and they play the Raiders week one. Pick. Well, um, sure. I mean, what I do you mean? The, I think uh, the, the Eagles, Cowboys play the Giants. I think too. the Eagles against the Redskins. Yeah, is the I like best I like there. Cowboys Giants. I like Eagles Redskins. I like yeah. Cowboy Giants most actually. Yeah. Don Cowboys or Eagles. Cowboys. Cowboys a tease. And then we let the other guy in front of us pick kicker for us. He goes Greg Zerline. We go Justin Tucker. I don't let you pick any other kicker besides him. No. And our grade comes in uh, as an A. Uh Are we worried? No, actually. Because I really love this team. That's the best grade we ever got. Let's break down this starting lineup, which is just dynamite. Drew Brees. For a 12-team league, no less. Yeah. Drew Brees, McCaffrey, Ingram, Mike Evans, Thielen, Reed, Tyler Boyd has the flex. Love that in full PPR. Cowboys D, Justin Tucker. Just a beautiful but, and, receiving core and, our, and a great running back group. And our bench running backs, Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, Matt Breida, Justin Jackson. Like players. Dynamite. <laughs> Geronimo Allison, 
potential to catch 85 balls this year. Jameson Crowder, the team thinks he's going to catch 100. Don't I be don't. surprised. Something. <laughs> I, I, don't tell me what to do. Something like I will easy, be surprised if that happens. Easy to do is when you draft these like elite wide receivers like we have yeah. so early, and I'll, I'll throw Tyler Boyd some credit on that one as well. Yeah. You don't really need to address the position too heavily. No. You can wait on Geronimo Allison and Jameson Crowder round out the draft and just go on yeah. living your life. Two bye week really, feelings that'll be, that have the potential to be more. The more mocks I do, the more I realize it is like that 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 receiver shelf and that running back shelf. Yep. I keep bringing that up. It's there's not the drop off for running back is not what it is at receiver. Get yep. those receivers when you have the chance. Yep. All right, so that's gonna do it for this mock draft episode. Hopefully, Make sure we take a little screen cappy. Yes, absolutely. That's cappy. <laughs> uh, but that's gonna do it for us on this mock draft episode. We will see everybody next week. Draft season upon us. We're so excited for this. We're so excited to get ready to have everybody's teams uh, screenshotted and sent to our feed. Let us know how you're t- doing on your drafts at RutzFF. We'll give you a grade if we can check it out. We were also on Instagram at RutzFF. And hey, RutzFF.com. You got the hills I'm willing to die on. You got Draft Day for Dummies 2019. You got some high quality stuff on that website. You guys got to check that out. Scott's on Twitter at WagsFF. Tom's on Twitter at HillierFF. I'm on Twitter at WhySoSerious. We will see you guys next Tuesday. Best of luck in your drafts if you do have one. And until next time, keep scoring. Baby, we were born.